You are listening to messages from Victory Outreach in the city of Whittier. We pray that you are inspired, challenged, and provoked to become all that God has called you to be. For daily insight, please log into victoryoutreachwhittier.org. We're going to read a few verses here, starting in verse 6. You can just follow along with me. I'm reading now the New Living Translation. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. It begins to say this. This is the Apostle Paul writing a letter to his son in the faith who took the church there in Ephesus. And God was using it in a tremendous way. He says, if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be, wor- you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus. One who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard. Somebody say, work hard. And continue to struggle. For our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Do not let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example. Somebody say, be an example. To all believers in what you say and the way you live. In your love, your faith, your purity. Until I get there, focus. Somebody say focus. On reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you have received through prophecy that was spoken over your life when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself. Come on. Somebody say, throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and for the salvation of those who hear you. How many know that here in this portion of scripture, we see how the apostle Paul was giving some divine direction to his son in the faith. He was giving him some divine instructions that would begin to cultivate in his heart and his mind a lifestyle that he would live out for the call of God. Here this morning, I want to challenge you as a minister of the gospel to go deeper than ever before in God's calling for your life. How many know that God has a calling for each and every one of you? That's why you're here today. You're here, alive, breathing, in your right mind. Well, I hope so. In church on a Sunday morning. Come on. I know that some of us would never be in a church on a Sunday morning before. In our BC days, before Christ. We would have been hung over, hello somebody, from the night before in the club, getting jiggy, 
and it wasn't for Jesus, <laughs> we would have never been in church on a Sunday morning. But we're here this morning because God has a divine plan for your life. He has something in store just for you. That's why you didn't OD and die when that time came and the devil tried to destroy you. That's why the car accident didn't kill you. That's why that bullet whizzed right by your head. That's why when you got stabbed, hello, it didn't take you out. That's why those gangs and those guys couldn't find you that one night. Because God has a divine plan just for you. His hand is upon your life. He has a calling upon your life. He has an anointed you for such a time as this. He's raised you up for such a time as this. And we cannot keep silent. God has given us a voice in the inner cities of the world. And it's your time to rise up and be everything that God's called you to be. How many can say amen? He's given us a voice of hope. He's given us something to offer to the inner cities of the world. He's given you something to offer to your family, to your schoolmates, to your, your colleagues at work, to your community, to your city, to this country, to this world. He's given you a voice. And that voice is a voice of hope to the hopeless. It's time to answer the call. It's time to dig in even deeper. We've heard from our pastor that this is the year of explosive and accelerated growth. This is the year for you and I to grow in exceptional levels. This is the year for the church to grow to new heights and new levels. This is the year for us to be all in and to give everything to the call of God because God wants to use your life to reach people like never before. This is your year. Man, how exciting is it to be in a church at this time with this type of vision? With this type of leadership, it's exciting to be a part of something that's growing, that's moving forward, that's exploding, that's reaching their divine destiny and making a difference in this world. How exciting is it to be a part of something so wonderful? It's your time. It's your time to answer the call of God. God's calling you. Maybe some of us here this morning is running from the call of God. Maybe some of us here this morning are, are, are having a Jonah experience. You've heard God's voice. You've heard God's calling. You've heard him say, I have a divine destiny for your life. But for whatever reason, we're running the opposite way. Instead of answering the call, we're pressing reject. Hello, somebody. Instead of answering the call, we're putting it on silent. Oh, I can't hear you no more, God. I can't answer the call of God right now. It's, 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 it's a very inconvenient time. 
I ain't got it all together. I ain't got all the finances. I, I got this to take care of, and I got that to take care of. Well, I guarantee you this, my friend. When God calls a person, it's not going to be in your convenience. It's going to be in his convenience. Hello, somebody. And it's going to be in our inconvenience, but that's where faith needs to rise up, and we step out and trust God that what he's saying is true, and he's going to come through like he said he would. When he calls somebody, it's going to be in the most inconvenient time of your life. He's going to call you to pledge when you ain't got no money. Come on, somebody. He's going to call you to preach when you can't even talk yourself. Hello, somebody. He's going to call you to step out of faith when you're all afraid and paralyzed. But that's where we got to trust God and answer that call and say, God, here I am. Send me. I know you have a divine destiny for my life. And I know there's a hurting and dying world out there. And I got to do something about it. No more putting it on silent. No more rejecting the call. No more running from God's voice. It's time to answer the call. God has a plan for each and every person. Humanity. It's, it's his plan to use your life. As a person, as, as a man and woman in this world. It's his plan to use you. He has to use you. What do you mean by he has to use you? He has to use you as a man of this world. Why? Because when he created this world, he created the stars, the heavens, the planets, the trees, the birds, the animals, all the living creatures. And when he created mankind, he gave them dominion in this world. He says, go ye and be fruitful and multiply, for I have given you dominion over this world. And we all know the story when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they were walking with God in the cool of the day, tending the garden. They had everything provided for them. And then here comes the serpent and begins to tempt Eve and Adam with what God said. He took truth and he twisted it. And he said, did God really say you would die if you ate of that tree? He took what was truth but he twisted it. That's why he's called the Leviathan in the book of Joel. He's the twisted serpent. He takes truth and twists it and began to deceive Eve. And they fell for the okey-doke of the devil. They fell for the carrot dangling in front of the horse and buggy. And what they did when they were disobedient, when they were deceived by the serpent and they acted on his voice and were disobedient to God, what they did is they relinquished. They let go of the dominion, that they, the authority that they had in this world. And they gave it over to Satan, the fallen angel, Lucifer. That's why the Bible in the New Testament calls him the God of this world. Because literally, he had authority for millenniums because of the relinquishing from Adam and Eve because of their disobedience. That's why Jesus had to come as a man. He had to step out of paradise and into poverty. He had to let go of his 
of his 100% being God and come into this world and be 100% man and still 100% God, but he had to come in as a man to defeat and destroy the works of Satan, to take back the authority, hello somebody, from the devil. In Revelations it says he was in the belly of the deep, of the fire, and he took back the keys of the authority that the devil had because of Adam and Eve giving him the authority. He took it back. He resurrected, and he gave it back to mankind. He says, all power and authority has been given to me, and I give it back to you. I have a plan for you. You need my power. You need my authority. You need my anointing, and I give it back to you because there's a hurting and dying world out there that needs to hear the message of hope. That's why God has a plan for you. You have something great to offer. You have it. It's in you. The seed of potential is in you. It just needs to be developed in a greater way. In a greater capacity. How do we develop? Well, we live. The Bible, the Bible says, live in such a way that you live the life. You take heed to the way that you live. You live the life. What the apostle Paul was doing to his son Timothy, he's saying, I'm giving you a divine direction. And these are coming from the scriptures themselves that you would have convictions in your life. We need convictions. The convictions are guardrails for our life. Some people look at convictions and say, well, now that I'm a Christian, now I can't do that or I can't do this. No, no, no. It's not a, a binding. The word of God is not a bondage upon you. The word of God is liberty to you. It frees you from your fleshliness. Hello, somebody. It frees you from the powers of Satan. It frees you from the vices of this world. It frees you and liberates you. But now God gives you convictions that would be guardrails that would keep you on the straight and narrow path that he's called you to. Can you imagine going across a bridge? And I mean the biggest storm is raging the winds are blowing, the rains are coming down, the floods are rising, and everything of this world all around you is trying to wash you off of that bridge. And can you imagine that bridge not having no guardrails on it? We would just be washed away. We would be consumed by the attacks of this world. We would be consumed by the storms of life. We would be consumed by the attacks of the enemy. We would be consumed by our own fleshliness. We would be consumed and washed away. But because of convictions, 
We have something that can help sustain us. We have something that can give us some stability. We have something that we have a foundation to stand upon. Because I'm telling you, whether you believe in Jesus or not, the storms come on the evil and the righteous. The storms come on the good and the bad. The storms come no matter what you're facing in this life, whether you believe or you don't believe. The storms still come. But my friend, if you have God's word and you put it into practice you have a rock to stand upon you can you can stand in the midst of the storm you can stand in the midst of the wind you can stand in the midst of the attacks and you can keep moving forward and not give up but it's going to take convictions even the bible goes as far as to say this in proverbs it says where there's no vision, the people perish. But happy is he who keeps the law. There's another translation that says, where there's no revelation, the people are destroyed. But because they cast off restraints. No convictions. They cast off the very thing that would keep them in line to fulfill their destiny. If you don't know your purpose, if you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have a direction that you're striving for, that you're living for, that you're giving your all to, then you're just going to live in any old way that you want to. You're going to cast off this conviction and cast off that conviction, the very thing that God put in your life to keep you on the straight and narrow and moving forward. The very thing that will save your soul. We can't cast it off. And it's not even that, you know, because I became a Christian, that now I can't do this and now I can't do that. Because I, I'm a minister, now I can't do this and now I can't do that. Now, I can't go get loaded or I can't go get drunk. Hello, somebody. It's not that I can't. Because if I choose to go do it, I can go do it. But you know what? God's done something in my life. It's not that I can't. It's I don't want to no more. I don't want to get high. I don't want to get loaded. I don't want to miss out on God's plan for my life. I'm telling you, my friend, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm not just talking about why well, I desire a lot of money. I desire a big house. I desire a Lamborghini. I'm talking about I desire to get deeper in God. I desire to reach the world. I desire to fulfill my destiny. God will put his desires in your heart. Getting high? Oh my goodness, that's like, that's like drinking vinegar when I think about it. My goodness. No way. Convictions, they liberate you and they keep you. Not only do we need convictions, but we need we need a focus. We need to narrow down our lives. The Apostle Paul said this, this one thing that I do, this one thing that I do, 
is to narrow down my life into a laser type of focus. Not like a flashlight. A flashlight, when it shines, it shoots out particles of light that are very scattered. And it only goes so far. But when you concentrate those particles of light into a laser type of focus, that light, they have lasers now that can reach to the moon and back. Hello, somebody. No flashlight can reach to the moon and back because they're scattered. They're unconcentrated. What it's going to take this year to see what God wants to do, what our pastor has envisioned us with, to see the explosive, accelerated growth in this church, to see the open doors, to see the astonishing miracles, to see the breakthroughs, to see the growth in your personal life. And in this ministry, it's going to take a people that are not only walking in convictions and living a real life that people can see that God is real in their life, but also a people that are zeroed in. This one thing I do, I put into practice my gifts. I put into practice my passions. I focus. I'm working hard. I'm striving towards what God wants us to accomplish. Can you imagine if all of us in this place would zero in and have a laser type of focus? What kind of explosion would take place in this church? Woo! My goodness. Can you imagine... If all of us were to activate our gifts and our abilities, can you imagine what would happen if we all put into practice our passions? Can you imagine what would happen if all of us just brought one person? We wouldn't even fit in this place, in this, this service right now. This is my challenge to the church here this morning. force Pastor Joe and Sister Doreen to either break down some walls, come on somebody, or either get a bigger building, hello somebody, because of a focused remnant of soldiers and warriors that are reaching people, that are focused and, and discipling people, that are focused and keeping people, that are focused and filling this place up and bursting at the walls, bursting at the sims, force them to get a bigger place. Hello, somebody. Woo, even the pulpits is bursting at the seams, amen? I'm telling you, we can't get comfortable like this. God wants to do so much more. God wants to do so much more through your life. Not only do we focus and let the vision become the very filter of your decisions. It's the vision for your life and how you fit in to God's big plan of reaching this world should be the very filter of how you make your life's decisions. If you really believe you have a destiny, and you really believe that you're a part of God's big plan of reaching this world, if you really believe that you're a part 
of the vision, then every decision, life-altering decision, should be filtered through the vision for your life. Is this getting me closer to fulfilling my destiny or is it taking me away from my destiny? Is this getting me more focused and zeroing into this one thing that I do or is it getting me all scattered and unconcentrated and, and just, you know, being busy? We can be busy, but that doesn't necessarily mean being fruitful. And especially when we're too busy for God. If we get too busy for God, you know what that actually means? When you're too busy for God, busy means being under Satan's yoke. Too busy to even pray anymore. Too busy to even read your word anymore. Too busy to even come to church anymore. Too busy to even... The enemy don't have to attack you no more. He's already got you. Because if you're operating in your own strength, then you ain't going to do nothing of significance. But if you operate in the spirit, I don't care what the devil does. I don't care what this world throws at you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Zero in. Not only being laser focused, but we need to make a commitment like never before. We're in this thing too far, guys. God's got you in too deep. There's no turning back. <laughs> We've come too far to give up now. There's blessings in your commitment. The blessings of, of hearing the Lord and Savior one day saying, enter into the joy of the Lord, my good and faithful servant. Whew. There's blessings in your commitment that not only will your salvation take place, but the last scripture that we read was that those who hear you will be saved also. I'm telling you, there's people that are waiting for you and I to be in the right place at the right time, speaking the right message to the right people. And as we stand here this morning, the Apostle Paul, he was one of the greatest examples of what it was to really be crucified with Christ and to die to self on a daily basis and to live for God. For him to live in him and through him. He would even go so far to say, I'm a chained bondservant with Christ. Now a chained bondservant was chained to their, to their master. And wherever the master went, whatever the master did, however the bondservant would follow. Some of us in this place need to resolve in their heart today that I'm not going to play games no more. I'm not going to run no more. I'm not going to reject the call no more.
but I'm going to answer the call. And I'm going to become like a chain bond servant. Not that I'm in bondage, but I'm liberated in Christ. But that the will of God would guide and direct my every decision. That the call of God and the destiny that God has destined me for would guide and direct my every decision. How many can really say this morning that, man, I'm giving my all? Or how many can say this morning, man, I can do a little bit more. I can make some different decisions. Zero in. Live in such a way that there's no other options. The world that we live in today, there's too many options. If this doesn't work out with Jesus, then I got A, B, C, and all the way to Z of options. No, 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 no. You know what? You really want to see the call of God be fulfilled in your life? Then from A to Z, you need to close the door and lock the key and throw it away. And the only option in your life is to fulfill God's calling. To become a chained bondservant to Christ. And to get that lock. And to lock it. By saying, this is it, guys. I'm living for Jesus. And no matter where this vision takes me, I'm going to say yes to God. And I'm throwing away the key. I'm closing all doors. And I'm getting rid of all other options. Elijah, when, when he was called by God, he went back and he burned the plow. He slaughtered the oxen. He made a sacrifice to God and said, this is it, God. I'm not going to live for myself no more. I understand I have a destiny. I understand I have something to live for. I have a purpose in this life. And I'm going to follow the vision for my life. Getting rid of all other options and living for Jesus. I want you to lift your hands here this morning. Some of you need to lock the lock and throw the key away. Some of you need to get the chain and wrap yourself around Jesus. Because he's been calling you for a long time. He's been calling you for a long time. And he's saying, I have a destiny for you. There's a city with your name on it. There's a country with your name on it. There's families with your name on it. There's communities with your name on it. There is people that you need to reach. But I need a people that will rise up and live completely, fully, wholeheartedly to the call of God. I want you to lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning, God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just keep saying yes. Keep saying yes to the call of God upon our lives. Yeah.
play softly there. Now, I want to make an altar call, and I don't want it to just be another Sunday morning altar call. That we just come up here because that's the thing to do. Or because my friend's coming up. Or because somebody told me to go up. Or because I'm just in the home and they make me go up. <laughs> Once you go up there, every altar call. No. But I'm serious. I want to invite those up that are saying, you know what? Today, I'm resolving in my heart that I'm chaining myself around Jesus. I'm locking the lock. I'm throwing the key away. Today's the day that I'm answering the call. That I'm gonna, wherever the vision takes me, whatever God's will is for my life, I'm closing all other options and I'm saying yes to Jesus. That today's the day that I'm going to do more I'm going to work harder. I'm going to live the life. I'm going to zero in and focus. I'm going to stay committed to the end. And not just through the hard times. Because sometimes, yes, we can, we can be so committed through the hard times. But as soon as God begins to elevate us and we, and we experience some form of success, then all of a sudden we don't, get com we don't stay committed no more because we start relying on ourselves. Don't ever, don't ever rely yourself no matter how much God elevates you you stay committed to the basics you stay committed to your spiritual disciplines you stay committed to the vision and watch how God comes through with his promises because he wants to use you if that's you here this morning you're saying I'm answering the call I want to do more I want to live for Jesus and I want you to come up I want you to come up as we sing this song Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord. through it his promises are yes and amen he's calling you deeper he's calling you further he's calling you higher it's your time to answer the call of God Jesus. Come on, just in your own words, right there where you're at. Let this be your prayer this morning. I give myself away so you can use my life. I'm going deeper. I'm going further. I'm going higher. I'm staying committed. I'm zeroing in moving forward 
Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you here this morning, Jesus, for your committed people, God, for your people that are answering the call of God and saying, yes, I want to live for you, Jesus. I'm burning all bridges behind me. I'm burning everything. I'm forgetting what lies behind me and I'm pressing on towards the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for your people to make such a difference, such a difference in their generation and beyond, right here in Whittier and beyond, that your people would make such a difference that it would echo through the corridors of time how you used their life to reach a hurting and dying world. That this is a base church. This is a church that's reaching people, that's discipling and training people, and releasing people and sending them into their God-given destiny. Raise up more pastors, more evangelists, more leaders, God. Raise up more men and women that have your heart to display to this world, God, to reach a hurting and dying world, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Say, I will live for Jesus. I will be focused as a laser. And I will be committed to the end. And I will answer the call of God upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Everybody says, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a great praise.